It's another day at the shop, another day at the house. It's another day with Trevor from RHP. Talk about uh, fuel filters. So the other day, I was getting, when I would start the car, it would turn over a couple of times. And I noticed that it, it seemed to take a couple of times to turn over before it would start. Where it used to just start up immediately. And it did that for a day or two. And then one morning I had just pulled back in uh, from doing one of my lawns. And I went to move the car. And it started uh, like very rough, feeling very rough hesitations and jumping and like it wasn't, it was starving. So I thought, and this was on a Sunday, like, oh my God, sounds like the fuel filter. Now usually on my other vehicles, I've, I've changed fuel filters, you know, no big deal, you know. I change oil a lot of times. I'll change fuel filter, air filter, and all that BS. Well, this just happens to be a Dodge Caravan. Little did I know, Dodge Caravans are kind of a nightmare. You know, on a normal car, you crawl underneath. And the fuel filter is visible. So I, I crawled under there, looked around. I didn't see it anywhere. Nowhere to be found. I had to go on YouTube and look up Dodge Caravan fuel filter. Now come to find out, Dodge thought it was a smart idea to put the fuel filter on top of the fuel tank. Why in God's name would you do something like that? Okay. So the first thing I did was go online, see if my local, my local auto parts had a fuel filter in stock. They did. So I took one of my other vehicles, drove down there, picked it up. And it's weird. It's not just a filter. It's a filter with these three long lines on it. You literally have to drop the tank down to get the lines 
two of them off of the fuel pump because they they won't clear easily and one of the straps has to be removed so that you can get the line past it for the third line that goes towards the front of the tank and it was a hot day so I kind of waited towards the end of the day you know once I got all my parts and stuff for the sun to go down a little bit because it's really really hot and I had the you know Dutch Karens are fairly low to the ground I can't even slide under there really so I jacked it up got two jack stands put under there so this car won't fall on me get up under there upside down and backwards and I can see it perched on top of the fuel tank so I took the uh, one of the mounts you know on the strap that holds up the tank took that completely down off of there and uh, got a socket up there where the fuel filter is mounted on top of the tank that was a 10 millimeter got that off so the filter was free to move around and then I I had to squeeze the little quick disconnects on the tubes on top of the fuel pump and remove the two hoses. And thank goodness one of them's big and one of them's small, so you can tell which one goes where. Can't screw that up. Got those off of there, and then I got the third line disconnected. Try not to get any fuel all over me. And of course I you know I, I wasn't smoking while I was under there. And uh, got the new fuel filter. Got it mounted back up in place. Got the lines on. Which was it was kind of difficult because I hadn't, you know, really dropped the tank. I kinda had to force them on really not that much clearance but they went on got all three of them connected up and I started the car you know you got those lines that filled back up so it, you know kind of turned over a couple of times before it cranked up and I moved the car all the way and kind of hosed off all the gas that was all over and I started her you know, cycle it a couple of times, and start her up and start her up and start her up. Until I got all the air out of the system there. And that was the answer. And now it starts and runs fine. But why would an engineer think it's a good idea to put something that does periodically need to be changed in a difficult location like on top of the fuel tank makes no sense to me but now you know and it's been another day with Trevor from RHP